Okay, so I haven't let Joe in yet, and I'm recording. So I'm going to guess what Joe is going to say is, Hey, man, what's up? Wait, are you already recording? All right, here we go. Well, 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 well. Fuck. Joe, we're already recording. Oh, no. Well, (laughs) fuck. Listen. Why? No, I just I I had a plan, but I I will. What did they say? The best laid plans of Josh and Joe always go a row, and they make God cry. So, what was your plan? Well, I I've listen. I've come up with a really cool new impression I can do. Okay, impression me. <laughs> uh, it's my. This is the, my impression of a radio that you can't hear what's happening because it's in another room. Maybe it's in a video game, and you can only kind of hear it. Okay, maybe I'm gonna give you a. T- I'm gonna give you like a taste of it, and then you can All like right. tell me to change the channel. If you want to even give me like a, a radio station genre, not even- baseball game. Jazz. What? Jazz. Pop music. I'm using an aux cord to play fridge pod. It's pretty good. I mean, it is just, I feel like that's just advanced Bane, which we've already established every guy can do Bane. Yeah, but I've gone past that, you know? Yeah, it's advanced Bane. I gave you advanced. Yeah. How about this? Listen to this. That was This American Life. Ah. Yeah. I'm not cultured. I don't listen to Neil Patrick radio. We gave you something for the That's a morning radio talk show. I was going to say, that sounds like my favorite show I've ever listened to. Yeah. Journey and the Spludge is what I, th- I think I might have said. Journey and the Spludge or Journey into the Spludge? Journey and the Spludge. That would be... Is- Journey into into the Spludge is that it's that rock vehicle that really springboarded his career based off the book, based off the book Journey in the Spludge, right? He played both, and this was a cool thing. He played Journey and he played the Spludge. Yeah, and there was actually a really cool cameo by uh, Steve Perry at the end and Elon Musk, who's of course his birth name is Spludge. Yeah, his real name is Spludge McTaternuts. Right. And, you know, obviously he came through Ellis Island. They changed foreigners' names. We all understand. Yeah. Remember when Elon Musk got on that steam-powered boat and he took it all the way to Ellis Island? 
you're just yeah you're well just he invented the steam powered off all kinds of necklaces right now yeah it's kind of my thing is i'm just gonna be fidgeting with accessories the entire time oh do i need to get my clicky lighter and fidget with that during the recording of this episode no because mine isn't loud <laughs> oh i have this oh what's that i think it's for cables but it's a very bendy thing and i like that actually a lot then i like it a lot too i got it in my stocking from santa claus oh santa you shouldn't have i should have got that instead you really shouldn't have hello listeners fridge pod listeners what's up fridge pod what's up fridgers what what's our oh questies questies that's right. What's up, Questers? Questies? What's up, Questlove and the Amazing Zero? That's a name. If Questlove had a different band, that's what I would have probably called it. Yeah, if it was the Amazing Zero and Questlove, that's probably what I would call it, too. I've got How a about- five-star review. A five-star review. Yeah. Uh, this is from The Last Dilf in Milftown. Okay. There's already lore established with The Last Dilf in Milftown. But it's- Off pod. On our pod? Off pod, off pod, yeah. We have, says, you and I have off pod lore associated with Last Elf and Milftown. Right, we do. And this says it doesn't piss me off like most pods. That's good. I'm leaving a five star review on the condition that Josh doesn't tell Joe anything about me, so I can form an equally toxic parasocial relationship with him. I'll see you later, Joe. And then an ominous emoji. Ominous emojis, of course, just came in the new iPhone update. So yeah, crazy that he's got them. It's it's an emoji that depicts a cold wind suddenly entering a room. Yeah, or like a door that creaks open when you're pretty sure that you closed it. Yeah, or like a muffled radio in a house that you just walked into. Yeah. <laughs> or like a bag of Cheez-Its that like is pretty empty even though you haven't opened and eaten any yet yeah what (laughs) how's that for an impression (laughs) guys that was the most realistic bag of some cheeses i've ever seen i don't think he can replicate that that was really fucking impressive hang on let me try it again yeah that was a one-time thing oh my god he figured it out (laughs) mouth placement right yeah, I sort of put the Cheez-Its in front of my mouth in a bag. And- <laughs> Your other one sounded like Donald Duck giving head. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh, Gosh, God, I lost my Mickey. I, that's what I say. Gosh, Donald. Gosh, Donald. Oh, man, I lost my Mickey. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, it's not you. I've just been drinking. The worst, the worst crossover event, Austin Powers acts Disney. Instead of losing his mojo, it's, sorry, darling, I've lost my Mickey. Whoa, was that really Austin Powers in the studio just now? (laughs) Joe, we understand that you can do impressions and I can as well. So yes, it was. Yeah, I'm complimenting you. Joe, what was the plan for today? Well, because this is one of those fun podcasts where we're recording. Oh, it on a day we, we should don't... we should we should actually do the last Elf and Milftown lore drop. Why not? So thank you, Adam. Yeah, I'm using your fucking legal name, Whoa. your government name. 
Adam is a judges listener, now a converted fridge pod listener. Um, left that review. Joe screenshots it and sends it to me and then says, do I need to worry about this? Listen, <laughs> I, I said, no, I it's just Adam. relationships. <laughs> oh, and I love them. <laughs> Give me more. So I, it was it was just funny how he was immediately he sent me the screenshot. Then I was like, no, he's all good. And then I read it and it was like, don't tell him anything about me. And I was like, ah, well, I kind of already did because I was trying to make sure that he doesn't ban you immediately. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I am allowed to feel I need I, I'm allowed to feel comfortable. God damn it. No, not on this podcast. Joe, you volunteered my lips to you without my consent. I can make you a little uncomfortable. First of all, you don't need consent to say I might kiss someone one day. You can you dream. A, You're allowed you to dream. dream. A, oh, is this the thought police? I can't dream about kissing my business partner? What are you saying? I can't have sexual <laughs> dreams about other people without getting them to sign a written waiver? Insane. Um, I, before I kiss anybody, or after I kiss anybody, I take my lip condoms off and then put hot sauce in there. His lip condoms, I tell you what, the, imagine what you think it would look like, more upsetting. Yeah. It's kind of like if you, you know those videos when someone's like, I dipped my hand in wax a thousand times. It's that, but lips lips, and also worse. Yeah. It's not a, like a dental dam. It's It could be as simple as a dental dam. But those are for nerds. So Yeah, dental dams are for nerds. Did you, Speaking did you, of when for you were in nerds. college, did you ever have one of those RA-issued sex um like sex posters in the hallway of the dorms being like use a condom because of stds um no but i didn't live in a freshman year dorm ever Sorry. and i feel like that would be more in a freshman year dorm it's i super... i went to a community college for my freshman year i see i went to, i did the opposite which was i did a community college after a real college and then i said no more college and i i graduated via leaving um you you took you took the like mm, less college please and then mm, even less college please bro exactly. which is fine and, and well uh, here's the thing that no one knows while i was in the less college the first time around yeah i was paying out of pocket for my classes and i just didn't go most of the time because uh i was i have i don't know i'm probably have mental health problems it's not illegal to not go just because I spent my own money on a class. In fact, that's more reason for me not to go. Sometimes yeah. I wish I had just openly dropped out of college and saved all that money. Yeah, I mean, but you were fucking 18 slash 19. What are you expected to do? Be smart? No, I, exactly. I didn't go to college, Josh. Right. <laughs> um, I didn't go to college to learn but to be smart to not go to college. Come on. But but we had an RA meeting after he put up the um the the sex safe sex thing and he was like yeah so they made me do this um I guess I got like a bunch of extra condoms if y'all need them um I don't know what the fuck a dental dam is um <laughs> but like don't get you know there's some girls here they're kind of nasty you gotta be careful whoa. Yeah, it was entirely on the girls that are nasty. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, it was 2013. <laughs> um, 
I I know that I already had condoms, but uh, I didn't use them. Hey, oh boy! I bought my own condoms because I'm not going to go to a a cop and be like, "Condoms, please." They would slide some under our doors sometimes, and they were never brands that I recognized. They're like Durax. Yeah, it was. The, I specifically remember Icon Spartan. <laughs> And th- you got these nice Spartan condoms. <laughs> Those are real. <laughs> oh, really? They're at the Dollar Tree. Hmm. Um, they're, the, uh, they're just balloons. They're just. It's what clowns use to make dogs out of them. Yeah, it's which means you know that they're good. That means they're. Yeah. Um. He. The icons had like, just icon in like Times New Roman font. And then, uh, like a bad JPEG of like a Greek statue with a discus. Oh, sure. Yeah, and we would just fill them with water and throw pine cones at them. Hang on, you would throw pine cones at the condoms? We'd fill the pine cone with condom. I mean, we'd fill the. <laughs> we'd fill You're the con- my confusion. <laughs> we'd fill the condom with water, and then we'd throw, then throw pine p- cones at it to see if it would pop. And. Icons thick as fuck, dude. They hold up. Well, that makes sense because that's how they test condoms in the Icon factory. Is they they whip pine cones at them, and then if it because that simulates sex. Yeah, from how what I, I understand. It. Right. You know how it's, it's uh, kind they, of like whipping pine cones at a at a soft bag. Basically, do you do you remember when like condom commercials would be like electronically tested? No. They would always say elect like Trojan always says their condoms are electronically tested. I don't know what that means. I I guess because if they said like physically tested, I feel like that implies that a penis was in there. I tried it on, I gotta tell you, it works <laughs> like a charm. <laughs> Each one comes with a little bag of hot sauce with them. Okay, John, Drake style. Why are you so upset with obsessed with hot sauce right now? Tell me. It's a Drake thing. Drake Drake was busted for putting hot sauce in his condoms after hookups. That way they couldn't use the sperm to get pregnant. Drake Bell or Drake? Drake. Oh, wow. The Elite Four champion. Oh, man. No, from Toronto, Joe. Oh, I didn't know that Toronto was a Pokemon region. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the new Toronto region. Here hey, is our regional Drake variant. <laughs> Yeah, Kanto has Drake Bell. We've got Drake the Rapper. We've got regional Vanillux. It's just a Vanillux, but there's maple syrup on it. <laughs> we have regional Sawsbuck, but it's a moose now. We have regional Stantler, but it's a moose now. <laughs> but it's moose again. Even more moose. Double moose. Uh, to to transition off of Pokemon, Joe, this is a freaking find. Are we ready? On the elementary episode. Now, was this bonus app or main feed? I talked about writing a book with my crush in it. I believe that was main feed. Well, I tasked my sweet, sweet mother with finding the book. And so she went home. She looked in all of the wrong places, didn't find it, sent me upstairs to look for it. And I found it in four seconds. And here it is. The goddamn book that I wrote myself. I can't tell which way it goes. Guys, for the audio listeners, it's a hardback. It's got it's a cover. My mom kept asking me, she's like, what do you mean it's a book? Like, uh, like is it like a, like an art book? Like, she found, like, my sketchbook from, from uh, 
high school. I was like, no, mom, it's a bound book. Like, it's a book. And it's called A Trip to the Castle, written and illustrated by Joshua Highsmith. And as you can see, blank bound book. Yeah. And I didn't even use all of it is the crazy part. There's like there's like four. I could write a fucking sequel right now. You should write an epilogue. (laughs) Epilogue. So I figured we could read it. It's pretty short. Okay. Um, Am I super washed out in my face to you? I mean, no. Like the light? Okay. You just put that book in front of the camera and then everything got crazy. Today, Jaleel, Dana, Osvaldo, and me went to a castle. Oswaldo. And as you can see, I struggled with hands still. Hey, man, those better know. hands than I could have done. <laughs> They're all so bad. There were guards <gasps> everywhere. Everywhere. We tried to sneak in, but they caught us. But we kicked and punched. Oh, good. The guards got knocked out. And if you look, there's blood. What? This I can't is believe T for teen, Josh. This is T for teen. I, also, insane uh, detail on the castle background. Yeah, I Might love I that. It's just it's the got all the shapes: rectangle, rectangle, dip, another rectangle for the other turret. <laughs> I understand. It's too far away for you to see the individual bricks. Right. Yeah. It's it's there. It's just I I did a really good job shading into yeah, cream. The, the four the force perspective in this is really good. This shot, this this shot's perspective is crazy. We went to the king and queen. We asked them if we could see the dragons, and it's the top of our heads. Oh my god! But the full body of the king and queen. It's the back standing, of your head I guess. You're looking at, and you can really tell. Yeah, it doesn't look like two <laughs> people standing in front of four um, light bulbs, and two of the light bulbs are out. <laughs> um, progressive ass book that the queen also has decisions and has a bigger crown than the king. Well, as well, you've played chess. Oh, yeah, at this point, I had played chess. <laughs> I mean, and come on, look at how freaking cute my crush was. I mean, I'm not gonna comment. That's a child, Josh. Also, I wrote the text and then the drawing went into the text and I just didn't <laughs> fix it. Hey, I but get it, it says, man. Some, it's a create you sometimes you, you can't get in your own way. <laughs> when Dana saw the dragon, she screamed because the dragons almost hit her with fire. Oh man. And let me tell you. There are two dragons and they're very different dragons. Very good looking dragons. Yeah. Those are those are OC. Like that's not stolen from a different that's no. it's not like I drew like a blue eyes white dragon. Those are OC. Yeah, those are like completely original dragons. We all petted one dragon except Dana. She was scared. I mean, look how fucking cool this dragon looks. Does that dragon have a big mitten on the back of it, or is that a wing? It's like multicolored wing. Uh, I understand. It is shaped like a mitten. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most things are in life. Right. Everything most is things... everything is kind of a mitten. Glasses yeah, are just mittens, mitten but two the of them most... without the thumb. Mit- mitten is the most mathematically occurring uh, yeah. shape in nature. Yep. If you look up the golden ratio, it actually fits perfectly on Michigan. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mit- Mittenshigan. Mittenshigan. Then we have da- Then we went home. Dana was especially happy to get out. Now again, Dana was my crush. Right. Right. So. The plot of this book is that you took Dana to a castle and she got scared. Yeah. And that's the end. Okay. I noticed <laughs> one thing about this book. 
yeah. that you only wrote on one of every two pages, meaning technically you could go back in and add a little Filler. more flavor to the story, flesh it out a little bit. Fuck, that's good, Joe. Now, what's really fun is that there's an autographs page. Oh, like so every could, book. You know, people could leave little notes here. So, of course, this starred uh, Jaleel, Dana, Osvaldo, and me, right? Oswaldo was real. Yeah, those are all my classmates. Four kids in a class. <laughs> so here's a here's a a little thing from the teacher from Mister Mrs. Ms. Ooh, she would be pissed. Ms. Brat Brattend Brattound. Brat- uh, it's in cursive. I don't know cursive. I'm in first grade. Wonderful story. Oh, Mrs. Ross. Good job, Joshua. Very nice story. Good job. Love, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very clear, clearly written by my mom. Yeah. Because. Because your dad's illiterate. does not have that good of handwriting. <laughs> uh, then Jaleel, one of the stars, says, good job. My brother says, I hate it because it's sloppy. Meant to say sloppy, but he messed it up. Natasha, don't know who that is, says, good job. Osvaldo, another star of the story. Supper job. Oh, yeah. I was going to give it Dan- a supper. <laughs> Danielle says, supper. <laughs> With an exclamation point. Erica Hart says, nice work. And then my mom says, Joshua, you always manage to make me very proud of you. I love you, mom. I like manage. As if, like, you're doing it deviously. <laughs> you always manage to make me so proud. One of these days you'll finally disappoint me. What I found funny about this, Joe, is everybody in the cast wrote a little sentence. Yeah. Except for Dana. Except for Dana, which makes me wonder, did you show Dana? <laughs> I had to have, but I guess she didn't feel like writing in my book. <laughs> she might not have liked the book about her getting scared. I think that's so funny that I have, I was like, God, how funny would it be if like, I don't know. I I guess the funniest result is that she didn't even sign it. Now, did they encourage you to be like, and when people read it, have them write a forever compliment in the back of it so that you always know that this is good. Yeah, I'm sure it was sort of like a yearbook, you know? Yeah. I love a yearbook where you create something and then make everyone tell you how much they liked it and then they write it down so that when you're, you know, 28 on a podcast, you can go, and Joe, you'll never believe it. Everyone (laughs) actually said this book is good. So you'd be like a contrarian if you had any negative opinions on this book. I'm an author, Joe. I do need to remind you, Joe, I was in first grade. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually pretty fucking kick-ass of a book. It's better than my 12th grade senior thesis. That's sad for you. I'm sorry. I had to bring up the book of poetry, dude. I was a teenage boy. They never should have let me do this. What was your What was your favorite poem off the top of the dome right now? Oh, probably a poem about two guys I knew uh, dying of autoerotic asphyxiation when they were in high school. That's fucking insane. I won a lot of awards. What was What was the rhyme scheme? A B A B. I didn't have a rhyme scheme. Oh fuck! I'm a poet, Josh. Not a not a simpleton. Haiku. I did have 
a haiku in there. I had a, I had a haiku in there. Yeah, I sort of dropped in a haiku or three. I put a haiku in there. I put a couple of song lyrics that I had written throughout the year in there. Space filler, you know. Sure. Um, yeah, no real rhyming. I wasn't, you know, narrative you know, prose is a really good form of poetry. So that's like Shakespearean. That's iambic pentameter, and that has rhyme. All right, cool. So, <laughs> you're you're you went to an art school, Joe. I don't know dick about shit. Yeah, well, I know shit about dick. So let me tell you about that. Here's the thing. Oh, hat, and it says Walton Media Hard Rock Blockbuster. Yep, you got it. Great. What does it say? World's greatest assistant manager. And that's true. That's true about you. Yeah. All right. What were you going to say, Joe? I was going to say, you know, we're record. This will come out the second week of January, and then tomorrow we're recording the first episode that'll come out in the new year. Why but, did we do that? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> why are we doing it that way? I don't know why we're doing it that way. It's too late to change. Uh, <laughs> you we said very it. Now easily just done. Done the done, done it in the right order. You said it before and then also now and both like I was thinking about it before we started recording. I was like, I'm pretty sure Joe said this is going to be coming out after the one we record tomorrow. And I was like, why? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let him do it that way. It doesn't ultimately matter. No, in the grand scheme. But right now you're going through the the Russian cold snap has hit. In where? In your neck of the woods. Uh, I think it just passed. It is 45 degrees outside right now. Whoa, a scorcher. How was it while it was frigid as all frigid get out? So it started It started when we were recording last week, so six days ago. Yeah. And then it ended, yes, I would say like yesterday, it was so bad, man. Like you would go outside for more than 10 seconds and it was you were just in hell. That it fucking sucked. But now it's always like a blessing and a curse because now, uh, like today it was, it was, you know, 45 degrees and I was fully just outside. Like, this is so nice. I can just be outside. And like, I was warm, even though I was wearing flip flops and, a sh- and shorts. It was wonderful. It was 45 degrees today. And I was like, this is so cold. <laughs> so cold. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of that, it's that Midwest. Like you always got to let it get real cold. And then after that, you're like, oh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Yeah. It's great. We have had Christmas Day be in the 60s for the last seven years, I can remember. And not this year. Not this year. 30 degrees on Christmas Day. Wow. 30 degrees Celsius? Yeah. It was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Boiling. <laughs> it was bad. Normally it's 60. So. <laughs> have you seen the fucking like, British guy who was saying like, it's negative two degrees Celsius out here. No one in America understands how cold. And this girl was like, could you shut the fuck up? Well, especially because um, the northwestern part of the U.S. and then into uh, not Toronto, fucking Vancouver and right. in Canada, they got the real bad brunt of the storm. Yeah. Like they had negative 25, negative 30 degree wind chills, and they had like 18 inches of snow. God, they got they got 
thwacked. And then, yeah, it's like, and like, I get it. Cause the thing with the UK is like, one, they're stupid and dumb and Americans are better in every way. Amen to that. But two, like, cause it happened in the summer as well, where they're having a really bad heat wave and the UK homes don't have like central air cause they aren't used to it getting hot. Right. And so like, they also aren't used to it getting that cold, which also happens in the Northwest, but in the PNW, but uh, it's like, to, for them, the negative two is like, we still fucking burn wood to keep our houses warm. We can't burn enough wood to keep our houses warm. <laughs> That's true. They're living in a backward system. I saw yeah. a British TV show once, and they, they, yeah, and they were up in their attic, and there was just a big open thing of water in their attic, and it seemed like it was a normal thing that's in the attic of every British home. Hmm. I wonder if that's still like maintain temperature. All I know is it's weird, and I don't understand why British people are weird like that. Yeah. How come? How come? How come people that aren't the same as me are different? Hmm. I wish that wasn't the case. Speaking of things that I wish wasn't the case, Joe, you're now a. a I would say, would you call yourself a seasoned podcaster? Uh, I've got a little salt. <laughs> that's for sure. So that's pretty seasoned for us white folk. Yeah. Um, so you're already experiencing the multitudes of ways that podcasting can just predict the future or less predict the future and more like you can will things into existence. Now, last week's episode was slash will be about our predictions for 2023. That's not what I want to get into. No. Real quickly, and maybe we'll get more into it after this ad break. And now we're back real quickly. Let's talk about things we've already fucking manifested just on fridge pod. Yeah. Now, the big one that is currently happening. We are currently it currently happened is earlier this week, two days ago. Even I said to you, man, I really just want one fridge pod. TikTok to fucking pop off. I want to hit a dinger. I want to pop a dinger. You want to pop a dinger. You said, and I quote, I'd love just like 10,000 views. Because I put I put a decent amount of effort into the Fridge Pod TikToks, and I know that they're good quality TikToks, but unfortunately, we don't have a big following. And then you said, "Hey man, the shit that you're cutting sucks. Why don't you cut this section?" And I was like, "Okay, Mister Boss. I'm pretty sure I'm the fucking assistant manager here. First of all, um, let's do that." So I cut the Tim Allen one. Did a bang up job, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Uh, editing it and boy it's already at 180k fucking views on tiktok which feels good. feels good we've gained like over 100 new followers on the tiktok page yeah so uh again if you're listening to the show go follow the tiktok because we do i do edit and joe's put some on there too uh we edit them to like be more fun and wacky yeah. and wild i made a whole thing with Robin Williams's cat bus. And I had to do a lot of editing for that one. <laughs> you should have seen how, how many fucking tutorials it took me to keep Ratatouille st- stapled to Joe's forehead for 14 seconds. <laughs> it took me an hour and a half to figure that shit out. Thank you. Potatouille. <laughs> hey, so that's one thing that we, we manifested we manifested that now i will say that was not something we manifested on air but we have manifested things on air that is true do you have the one i'm thinking of on there 
No, but you mentioned it the other day, so you should bring it up as well. We called out Adam Levine before Adam Levine got busted. Which was great. We said Adam Levine sucks. I think episode two. (laughs) So you said in in Charlie's episode, you were like, Josh, go back to it. I didn't bookmark it, and I was like, I'm not listening to the podcast to find it. And literally the night before I went to go edit, I had moved all of the files off of my computer onto an external, which means I have to. I would have to relink all of the files into the editing software again through the external. And I was like, Joe, I'm. I didn't say this to you. I sort of tried to send it over the ESP ways. I was like, I am not going through that much effort. <laughs> oh well. Well. <laughs> It's okay. Um, But yeah, I will say on that same episode, I did out myself as someone who was a Maroon 5 enjoyer, which is not my fault. I was in third grade when I heard when I heard some of their music for the first time and I was susceptible. Yeah, I they make. I mean, early Maroon 5 makes bangers, dude. Yeah. I mean, listen, I was a fan of I mean, I even knew Roses on Sunday, which was their pre Maroon 5 band name. Yeah, Mar- yeah. I mean, I was a bigger fan of Maroon Four, which was before Roses on Sunday. Yeah. But uh, once they went through the Roses on Sunday phase and then into the Maroon Five phase, they they're kind of sold out. So when I was like nine, walking, riding my bike, being like, "Cap on my window, knock on my door." I don't want to get sued, so I'm not going to keep doing it. Um, but yeah, did I ever have I ever told you about how? Woefully. Was that just to show off your nine-year-old Joe impression? That's me as a nine-year-old. How are you? I'm nine. Bet you couldn't believe it. Um, now, did I ever tell you about how woefully stupid I was and how I thought that if I was riding my bike and singing, people would only be able to hear me for a split second when I was really close to them? I know. I feel like that's a normal kid take. Like. If everybody's brain stopped when they were 10, mo- I feel like that 90% of the population would be like, no, that's how the Doppler effect actually works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll never forget because I would ride my bike to school. Should With no handlebars. Elementary school podcast. Fuck, Joe. Come on, man. But you read your book. Um, and <laughs> Don't I, put this on me. <laughs> it's all your fault, Josh. I wanted to do a chaotic fly by the seat of your pants episode and you are trying to put structure to it. Um, I just, it was chaotic. I just grabbed it. I, I just grabbed the nearest thing to me and read a book. Anyways, I was, I would ride my bike to school and I'd sing my heart out to and fro. And one day my dad's friend was like, I drove past Joe on his bike and he was just singing his heart out. And I was mortified because I thought, no. I thought it was going to be like, Boop. but instead <laughs> You're an adult or a college student because we were in a college campus and you're like walking with your friends. And from way down the way, you hear like, she's all that I want and I've waited for so long. And you get that whole experience. I'm sure you, you made a few people's days is the thing. I sure hope I did. There's nothing I wanted more than to date a college girl when I was nine. <laughs> I feel like I feel like sound is I mean, it's still foreign to a lot of people. It's a very strange concept. But 
Uh, I feel like singing specifically is just the thing that like you think only you hear. Like I'll be in the shower, oh, just kind of singing, and Aurora will be in the front room, which I have a mansion of a house. So I mean, yeah. we're talking six hundred, seven hundred feet away, uh, and Square she'll be feet? like, "Oh, I- <laughs> yeah, actually, cubic feet. I'm rich." Oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And Aurora will be like, oh, you're cute. Your singing was so cute. And I was like, you could fucking hear my singing. You could hear that I was singing. Love me cancerously. Bum, bum, like bum. a salt sore soaked in the sea. I was like, no, that that was for me, Aurora. Gosh, you you so were we for your ears. Podcasters together is because we both had a Ludo phase. That was probably just that one song and then Lake Pontchartrain. I I loved that song. I, I probably I think I probably got recommended it to me on Pandora because I used to be a big Pandora head, and I'm not talking James Cameron. Woo! Uh, and my I listened to it in college because me and my friend used to just drive around singing songs, and uh, oh, but like nobody could all the nine year old kids couldn't hear us. We were the college kids singing. Right, right. We were in a truck, not oh, a fucking yeah. bike. No sound in a truck. <laughs> And uh, I showed him that song, and he looked up all the other Ludo songs and started singing the other Ludo songs. I was like, hey, man, we stop at Love Me Dead. Too much, bro. <laughs> you got too much to love for Ludo. I the time machine. No, thank you. <laughs> but I, goddamn, does that song rock. It's so good. I sang that song for a private audition I had for The Voice. Whoa, you auditioned for The Voice and you are just now telling me right now live on this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't talk about it a lot. Do you, was it a bad experience or you just like never think about it? In 2019, I was contacted privately by um, a producer of the show and they asked if I would drive up to North Carolina and do a private in-person audition. Uh, essentially skipping like two rounds of the process. If they had said so, yes there, I would have gone on to TV. Was that because of an online presence thing? Yeah. Um, I wow. had been doing a lot of uh, stuff on t- on Instagram and put, putting music out. And it just so happened that they were like, come do this. And I went and I did it. I met some really cool people. And I sang um, Work Song by Hosier. I sang Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. Wow. And um, that's a big, that was a big, that's a risk, right? Yeah. And Anything I think my, my cover of it too. So, you know, I I did my, my sick twist on a classic. And um, Billy Pantsuit was not my lover. Billy James? Billy <laughs> Dean is my sausage in the morning. <laughs> Jimmy Dean is my breakfast sandwich. She's just a roll, a sausage spread on a bun. Better and cheese is just perfect. Um, but <laughs> then I I finished with Ludo's "Love Me Dead," and they were like, "All right, no, thank you, no way, Joe." How yeah. old were you? I was twenty four. Wow. 24, 25. Being on The Voice is overrated anyway. They were also like, if this goes through, you can't post, you can't make music, like you can't do all this stuff if you're on the show until the season is over. 
even wow. if you lose about the show specifically or in general like i would have to go like radio silent until that season was done that's crazy yeah what are- so i never would have released my ep coping mechanism and then i never mm-hmm. would have started like the that literally started the whole thing that got me to this moment right here so wow so if if you would have got on the voice we wouldn't know each other if I had gotten the voice, even if I lost right away, yeah, we would not have known each other. Because that probably would have killed every dream I had to do anything. Uh, but you would be joining the ranks of like, do you feel this way? Like anytime there's a a TikTok person who like blows up out of nowhere and then they all of a sudden just have like 400 to 800,000 followers and they make like pretty good content. And then they're like, yeah, here's a clip of me on America's Got Talent. It's like. Why do you? Why have you all been on America's Got Talent? Yes, <laughs> like Jacques the Whipper, which I guess makes sense. Sure. Or like, um, uh, even Scumbag Dad. Yeah, it's like you were you were on America's Got Talent. It makes sense. You're a very charismatic, like, creative individual. He's also a fucking orthodontist. And it's just like you, but you were on America's Got Talent. Well, he makes a great point too, which is that a lot of it's so faked. Like they were asked oh, yeah. to just be on the show. Like I didn't have, like I was, I, they were literally like, you do this and get through, then you're on TV. And I was like, oh, dope. That takes a lot of well, the sure. workout. Um, well, they're not, but like, you know, early American Idol, there was the allure of like, you know, the audition shows, which like clearly they have some audition, like real auditions, but oh. like they don't want to pay the hosts of the show to sit there for six hour days going through hundreds if not thousands of people like it's not worth their time monetarily no do you know so yeah the pre-production stuff makes sense you know what i um what i realized in this moment is that if i had won and gone on i i would have picked adam levine (laughs) as my as my coach (laughs) I forgot that you picked a that you picked a a person. Well, if the chair, if all four chairs spin right. around, but I would have been I would have been aiming for that old Levine. So what was was it? Who was the cast back then? Was it Avril Levine? I'm it sorry, Blake Jesus. Shelton, Adam Levine, Christina Aguilera, Iris, and oh. uh, Pharrell. Oh fuck! I mean, no, ju- you you wouldn't have gone with Miley. I don't know if I could have turned Miley, but I feel like I could have no, probably turned on. Adam Levine. You got the Southern charm. I feel like Miley would have turned for you. If it had been, if, if I had only, I literally was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to make Adam Levine want to coach me. I know I can do that. If, just, if, if it had been Miley say, Cyrus, uh, yeah. here's the thing. If CeeLo Green hadn't turned out to be a scummy dude and he had been on the show that season, then I would have loved to have CeeLo Green. And I would have reluctantly said yes to Blake Shelton if only he turned around. The thing about Blake Shelton is he seems like a cool guy. I hate that about him. He seems fucking <laughs> chill, but I also know that he can't be because he's married to Gwen Stefani, who is a problem and a half. Oh, you t- you don't like the the music video she did where she did like Asian racism. Can I tell you something? I mean, a few <laughs> times I've been around that track, but it is not just going to happen like that, Josh. Right. Well, I, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, you ain't no Hollabacker girl. That shit is B A N A N A S. One of my favorite songs growing up um, that I used to be a pop radio slut. I was a pop radio slut until about 2013. 
Can I just and, say I used to be a pop radio slut? Good album name. Or pop radio slut. Pop radio slut. Yeah, I, that's pretty good. I'll pay pretty you good band I name. I think you should change the Puddlelex to pop radio sluts. I would. We. You know what? One of the working titles for um, Puddlelex was that like made it into like the final round of guests of like drafting names. Fuck Island. Fuck Island is good. Hard to get like professional branding around that. <laughs> it is, but I mean, hey, we are Fuck Island. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, not Lonely Island. No. Fuck Island. And not Love Island. Uh, one of my favorite songs was Gwen Stefani and uh, Akon's Jam. Yes. I fuck. I can't remember the name of the song, but holy fuck, it went hard. I know what song you're talking about, but it I don't was, know what it's called. It was something about if I could the great escape oh, by I could escape. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And just it's like we didn't need you here, Akon. It's like what when Timbaland was in Apologize. What was that? When Timbaland was in Apologize by One Republic. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Her. Um, that's my impression of Timbaland in that song. <laughs> What's what was up with Akon's whole ass career? Has somebody done less for music than Akon? <laughs> Akon and Lonely Island. See, okay, listen, I just had sex as a banger, it's so a banger. I do take also, this back, dude. If you're looking for me, I'll be on the block with my thing cock, possibly sitting on drop now. Cause I'm a rider. Yeah. I'm just a soul survivor. Soul I don't know survivor? if I recognize. I don't know if I recognize that song. Everybody know the game don't stop trying to make it to the top. I think, oh, now. oh, yeah, yeah. The Dude, song I, that I always to... associate with Akon is um, uh, Smack That, which is like, boy, did that song not need to exist, especially with the Eminem feature. Oh God, yeah. Yo, like like you never seen a white person before. <laughs> oh, I love when white rappers are like, and I'm white, best believe. <laughs> I bet you never thought that I could rap because of the color of my skin. That shit's oppression. Boy, did did oh that's real slim shady. Uh the I cannot tell you how much young me as a fucking idiot uh loved the uh the fucking Eminem song where he talks about like, is it Eminem where he talks about like people protesting over his lyrics? Maybe. Let me look that up real quick. Eminem protest, dude. I young me sitting on the bus on my way to high school, hoodie up, air, headphones in, listening to like I put on for my city. Oh, 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 yeah. I was like that's right, I do. That's right, I do. Joe, little guy, right? I put on for my city. All the football guys would love listening to. Um, it was one of those things where they'd be like, "We're loyal to our hometown mascot," and I always thought it was kind of funny. But they would always listen to. Uh, there's a Drake song to bring it back to Hot Sauce Condoms. Um, oh, good band name. Hot Sauce Condoms actually is a pretty good band name. Uh, we should just do an entire episode where we just do band name generator Honestly, hot sauce condom sounds like a like a weird like jazzy band hey all you cool cats and kittens we're the hot sauce condom somebody grab your mom i'm glad we're in the same area because i was thinking like like high tempo ska so we're yeah. definitely in the same vibes 
It needs to be high tempo and brass section. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Eminem has a lyric about has, I can't remember the lyric or what song it's in, but it is just him being like, every time I talk, people like protest my lyrics. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm with you, Eminem. Because <laughs> every time I talk, they protest my lyrics. my lyrics. And every time I rap, they scream at the sky. <laughs> um, what a what a how has it been 50 minutes joe what what have we talked about <laughs> who knows man i hope this is listenable i think it's pretty i mean if episode three which is where i think we hit our stride was listenable <laughs> we have to we have to leave in this next 12 minutes with a, a stinger a, a like a bit that i'm gonna use as the song as the the title of this episode oh you don't want to call the episode hot sauce condoms Search, search, it might we might get suppressed with hot sauce condoms mm, mm, because they're trying to keep our voices from being heard, just like on January sixth, <laughs> just like on. Uh, Erica made a ooh yeah, she's fine with me sharing this story. She's like Joshua, Joshua, Erica from the judges. We all understand, right? Uh, not from my first grade book. Um. She's like, Joshua, you would have loved this. I made a 9-11 joke and nobody laughed. (laughs) I am so glad that I am who you associate with a 9-11 joke. And it was like they went to this restaurant and they had, you know, you can get like tall things of alcoholic drinks to share for a table. Yeah. Um, Cups? Huh? Cups? (laughs) Well, th- these were flavored as mimosa towers, and oh they got two God. mimosa towers. And I think she said something on the lines of like, "Look out, it's coming for the second tower," or something like that. You're like, "Oh, we're oh wow, the first tower has fallen," or something like that. And nobody laughed. And I was like, "I, Erica, I would have freaking, I would have riffed on mimosa towers for twelve minutes with you." I would have stood up and shaken Erica's hand. I would, we after the first one was polished off, I would have picked up the second tower and said, "Mr. President, there's a Josh going for the second tower," and it would have been. <laughs> Is this a communal mimosa experience? Well, no, you're supposed to like you know pour them out into your cups, oh, but a carafe? Is that the word? You, Joe, listen, you are very good at saying words that I don't know what they are. Literally, Aurora. Um, I you came in. Are you said on the last? Uh, yeah, but taller, I think, than a carafe. But um, a giraffe. You said I was editing something on on Charlie's episode, and I had Aurora come in to look at it because it was funny. And Googled on the left side of the page, I had pulled up the definition of something that you said, and and I paused it and said, "That's the definition of that." Okay, let's continue. <laughs> And it, it was something like incredulous, which is like, I've heard the word incredulous. Right. Couldn't tell you exactly what it meant. I just, you said incredu, incredulity, incredulity, incredulity. I was like, Joe, I have to Google that because I don't know entirely what you meant. You didn't give me enough context clues. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I read it at a 12th grade level. Listen, I also read at a 12th grade level. I don't understand at a 12th grade level. <laughs> I can I, I can nail all of I could read word for, I could ex, I can completely pronounce any Latin name. If we're talking like 
I know I know all the nomenclatures for like every single organic compound, but boy, can I not tell you what the fuck hexafluorine does? <laughs> I think that's in toothpaste. No, that's hexafluoride. Ah, uh, do you remember that website? You you took a standardized test, ACT. We took ACTs, yeah. Okay, did you have to go to like a website, like see your scores, and then like submit it to colleges and stuff? Sure. Yeah, it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. So when I did that, it it my for the SAT, it showed me how my scores stacked up against the people at the school I was going to. Sure. And no one in the history of my school that as long as the website was up had a score that was as high as my reading comprehension score. Wow. And um, all my friends were like, you're going to walk into that school and just like people are going to have books. You're going to walk up and be like, oh, that's what that means. Just in case you were wondering. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Cats in the hat right there. Um, <laughs> what yeah, he's trying to explain in this passage. An antagonist <laughs> is a villain, but not always. <laughs> I'll let you figure that one out yourself. What he's trying to explain in this passage, I believe, is that he does not want green eggs and ham anywhere. <laughs> no. And it's a, so the reason these words sound the same, it's called rhyming. Okay. Yeah. Like, yes. Just no. like, just like, just like poetry. <laughs> not iambic pentameter. Um, yeah. I didn't want to make the joke. I would love a joke of like a teacher who goes to a hip hop school and is like, guys, hip hop is just like poems. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the other fucking lame way around that all the 90s movies had. I was going to say, is that not just the plot of like nine Oscar winning movies from like 1991 to 2004? <laughs> you don't want to learn English. English is just like what that little Jay-Z guy you like so much is saying. You have to learn English to do your drug deals. <laughs> <laughs> there is a not bad SNL short with James McAvoy where it's it. It looks like he <laughs> it seems like a teacher going out of his way to like make sure his kid doesn't sell drugs and the kid's like you came all this way because you believed in me because you believe that i'm smarter than i apply myself and he's like what no you're so bad at school like you're like truly not gonna i just i just i figured i could probably buy shrooms from you <laughs> <laughs> hey we love james mcavoy in this household aurora reminds me every day that i'm not her i'm not james mcavoy Oh, she got a little celebrity crush? A lot of celebrity crush on James She's McAvoy. She's going to have to fight me because James McAvoy is my male celebrity crush. Interesting. My male celebrity crush isn't James McAvoy. Is it Michael Fassbender? Because both those X-Men are hotties. <laughs> Michael Fassbender is very, very hot. I will give him that. Yeah. I'll, hey, all... Michael, you can have that one. I'll let you. Uh, listen. You have that you're hot. I'll have the wild fame and success. Okay. <laughs> you can't have both, Michael. <laughs> Michael. Uh, Michael, I'm going to need you to put that fame down, please. You're not sharing, Michael. Michael James Fassbender. You are not sharing. Did you bring Michael, enough fame and success for everybody? Hmm? Michael yep. James McAvoy Fassbender. Have <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this? How James is the perfect middle name to say when you're angry at somebody? It's a really good middle name. Yeah. It's no, it's a bad name. It's just good to be angry at someone. Right, yeah. Like imagine Joseph James. Although my like, middle name is pretty good to get mad at. 
Joseph Michael, then like because like my middle name is Michael, so like Joshua yeah. Michael also hits. Yeah, but I hit. think I think it's because we have J first names. Yeah, I think the J you can really like. Ooh, Kamala James Harris, like come on, Joseph James Biden. <laughs> it's so good, Donald James Trump. You let go. <laughs> you let go of that piece of candy. You let go of that presidency. No, bad, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Joseph James Biden. Hey, I'm jo- I'm George James. <laughs> I'm Jewish James. George James. I'm we- Jewish. No, you can't say that. <laughs> Did you see? Fuck. This is the last news segment. Breaking news. Tonight's top story. There is the Republican guy. He just made. He's a Senate incumbent. It's like he won his race. Yeah. And. He ran his entire campaign about how he's Jewish and he has like a master's degree in from someplace and he his family like escaped from the Holocaust and like I really thought you were gonna say he's Jewish and he has a master's degree in Judaism. No, I it, it's like fucking business or some stupid I've got a shit. black belt in jujitsu. <laughs> uh, I don't know about <laughs> um that would be but, something that a Republican might say. That now it's not offensive. Uh, yeah. uh, and then it turns out he was just lying about all of it because somebody, and this is after he won his seat, somebody finally was like, mm, let's fact check him. And then they just found out like there was nobody by his family's name that like were any records that got like saved in the Holocaust. And then also like he's not Jewish and also like he didn't he doesn't have a college degree. He just lied about it and nobody fact checked it. And it's like, how did you how did you let him win? And like, he's not going to resign. He has no fucking morals. And he came out and said, no, I said I was Jewish. No, I identify with them. And it's like, dude, come on. Like not say Jewish. Yes, he did. And it's like that's how fucking bad the Democratic Party is. Whoever, whatever he ran against, like didn't decide to like try to call him on any of his bullshit. They just let that all exist until after he won. It's fucking stupid, guys. Guys, you guys start treating the real world like TikTok sometimes, and just like needlessly fact check everyone. It's it's so silly. It's like uh, it it's so insane. George Santos is his name. Um. Not George Santos. Hang on. Yeah. Republican Jewish coalition denounces Santos for lies about his credentials. It's fucking insane. It's fucking insane that it be they just he's just gonna get away with it. Also, like for a Republican to be like, I know what'll make me bulletproof right now. I'll say that I'm Jewish. Oh, that's absolutely love Jewish people famously. Well, that's absolutely what happened. Was like he literally was just like. Oh, you're going to try to doubt my Judaism in 2022 when like anti-Semitism is is ra- like rearing its ugly head in, in the main sphere. You could just say rampant. I could have, Joe, but I wanted to say rearing its ugly head. It's rearing its three beautiful children. This is <laughs> this is like when we were doing the Judge Miss Carol and I wrote that my knuckles were rapping at the door and you like called me out. You're like, you're describing in detail your your knuckles here in this scene. I was like, Joe, I did it for a reason. I have yeah. artic- artistic integrity. I have a vision here. I don't want to plug another podcast on this podcast because there aren't another there aren't other podcasts. But if there was one called The Judges, the Christmas episode is really fucking fun. A lot of great people on it. 
Um, if you're a bonehead, you know Christian. If you're a judge, you probably know Christian. Rick is also in it, clearly. Um, Thneed Girl. Thneed Girl makes an appearance there, and soon she'll be making an appearance here. She's going to be on our, our show this year. Manifesting it. Manifesting it. It's not asking a friend if you say it's manifesting. <laughs> and I Let's play three, the- three characters. <laughs> Let's see if the universe brings that one together. The universe being... AT&T's network coverage. <laughs> the YOU universe being you or me asking her whenever we want. I could text her right now. I'm not gonna because we're podcasting. No, that would be that would be very rude of you to like be thinking about other plans the entire if time. If I message, I could message her and say, please stop interrupting the podcast, but would you like to be on it? And I get to say that apropos of nothing. Joe. Define apropos. Um, you've caught me. <laughs> Hoisted by my own petard. No, I believe apropos means like um, like having to do with uh, in, in relation to something else. And spell it. A- I- I'm going to try it. I was way off on my guess. Can I? Um, A P. Yeah. R. Uh huh. E. Mm mm. A P R A. Mm mm. A P R O. Mm hmm. Apropos P. Mm hmm. E A U X. <laughs> no. Very good guess though. How do you spell it? A P R O P O S. One word. It's the the OS. I was like, I'm going to get it with the French. One word. Insane that apropos is one word. So is sandwich. (laughs) Yes, Joe. And ice cream, believe it or not. Yeah. (laughs) Doghouse. Hang on. No. If that was. If doghouse was one word, we pronounce defouse. Because the GH makes a noise, like in donut. Hyphenated word. Hyphenated word doghouse? Yeah. I'm going to type in doghouse. And if it doesn't hyphenate it, Joe, we're ending this episode and going to the bonus episode where if you go to patreon.com slash FRJJPOD for only $8 a month, you get double the content. Double the flavor. Triple the sweat and quadruple the sweat equity. Wow. Look at that. Whatever I said it needed to be to go to the bonus episode, it was that. Bon voyage. Um, question, please. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You want to end this episode? No. But we, we have to have contractually. To. We have to contractually. Josh, do you feel like after this episode, we're closer friends? Yeah, because it's sort of becoming that way where it was like, well, how did we kill an hour? <laughs> Like, what yeah. happened, Joe? Name one thing we talked about. Adam Levine. Your Name book. one thing we talked about before the 30-minute mark that wasn't my book. Um, I did the thing where I was the fake radio. You have a much better memory than me. And apropos of nothing, bye. Bye.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.